Bibles, please, to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. And we'll go to verse 17. Romans 5, verse 17. And we're going to go back to the New King James Version, of course. Everybody there? Yes, sir. All right. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Let's read together. Ready? Read. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Through the one Jesus Christ. Okay, so if you receive abundance of grace... The gift of righteousness, you will reign in life. Today, I want to talk on that subject, reigning in life, reigning in life. Father God, thank you today for the opportunity we have to, to spend this time in your word. And I'm asking you, Father, to anoint me afresh to minister your word. Lord, my competency does not come from me. It comes from you. You've the one, you're the one that's made me an able minister of the New Testament. So speak to me, Lord. Speak through me. Let my tongue be the pen of a ready writer. Write on the tablets of your people's hearts today the words that we need to hear and receive and act on that will lead us into reigning in life each and every day. We give you the praise and the glory and honor for today. We bind any hindering force in a distraction, and we, Lord, thank you that the air, the atmosphere is clear for the word of God today. We pray in Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. All right, reigning in life. Now, remember we start talking about exceeding grace. We're still on this subject area here of the grace of God, all right? We started that on last Sunday. So I was showing you how in the Old Testament, the Old Testament heroes, you read through the book of Hebrews chapter 11, it talks about how the Old Testament heroes, they did great things. They obtained what the Bible calls testimonies by faith. They obtained good testimonies. Everybody say good testimonies. Good testimonies. We ought to all have good testimonies. Amen? Your faith can do extraordinary things, amazing things. Amen? Remember Jesus told that woman, with the issue of blood in the fifth chapter of Mark, he said, woman, your faith has made you whole. So your faith can do extraordinary things. Yet we look at the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 40 tells us that God has provided something better for us. Something better for us. God provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect apart from us. So what they did by faith was awesome. But God gave us something better, something better, because we are in the New Testament dispensation, because we've come after Christ has come. The Bible says when Jesus Christ came, he came full of grace and truth, and out of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. So what was provided for us was better than what they had, and they did extraordinary things with just faith. They did extraordinary things with just faith. Can you say amen? amen. Y'all don't mind talking back to me this morning. Right? They did extraordinary things just through their faith, and yet the Bible says that God has provided something better for us, and that is called grace. Everybody say grace. grace. Now, I gave you this definition of grace, what, what, I, what I gave you, what I put together. This is not a dictionary definition, but this is what, how I've encapsulized grace from the Bible. It's a divine enablement a divine enablement. It's God's ability gift. I want you to at least write that part down. God's ability gift. It's God's ability gift. 
It's the power from God to perform beyond natural ability. It's the power from God to perform beyond natural ability. Hallelujah. Now, in the book of 2 Corinthians, that's what we started last Sunday, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 14, this is where we get our church name from, what we're all about. 2 Corinthians 9, 14, uh, let's go back to the beginning of that. We're missing the beginning. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That's right. And by their prayer for you, who long for you because of the what? Exceeding. exceeding grace of God in you. So we talked about the exceeding grace of God in you. Then it says, thanks be to God for his what? Indescribable gift. So there's an exceeding grace of God in us, and it's an indescribable gift. Remember what we just read in Hebrews 11 verse 40. Y'all listening? Hebrews 11.40 says that God has given us something better. So what Paul calls it here is an indescribable gift. It's so uh, multifaceted, you can't even describe even how, how it really works and operates. I mean, you can't, you can't exhaust all your definitions of it, what grace can do for you. Now, we know what faith can do, but do you understand what grace can do for you? He's provided something better for us. So as in awe as you and I are of the Old Testament heroes, when they look at us and what you and I can do, they stand in awe as they look over the balcony of heaven. They say, wow, look at those people, what, they, what they're doing by grace. The Bible says you and I are saved by grace through faith. You and I are saved by grace through faith. So we have grace and faith working together. Do you see that? All right, now. That word, when it says in 2 Corinthians 9, 14, exceeding grace. That word exceeding I gave to you, hyper, uh, uh, actually it's pronounced huperbalo, huperbalo, which means to surpass in throwing, to throw over or beyond anything, anything. It's not one word, it's two words intentionally, anything, all right? To transcend, to surpass, to exceed, to excel, excelling or exceeding. So to throw over or beyond anything. And Paul said that this exceeding grace is in you. So the word, the grace and power of God is in you. It's enough to throw you over anything. I, I grew up in the, in the area of, era of a black and white Superman. Black and white television I'm talking about. Superman. <laughs> Uh, is faster than a locomotive. Stronger than a, faster than a feeding bullet, stronger than a locomotive, right. Faster than a speeding bullet, stronger than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. It's a bird. It's a plane. Come on. Lowly by day, Clark Kent. Clark Kent would go into that telephone booth and come out, boy. He's a new man. <laughs> it's funny, Lois Lane was in love with Superman, but she wasn't in love with Clark Kent. That's why you can't trust him. She must have been a thought. She knows the same guy. So this grace of power of God inside you the Bible says it's exceeding or it's, it can throw you over something. 
So that means no matter what wall, no matter what opposition, no matter what obstacle you're facing, no matter what challenge you're dealing with, the grace of God can throw you over it. You ever, you ever heard anybody say, I'm just, I'm just trying to get over this hurdle? You're facing hurt, I'm just trying to get over this hurdle in life? What they're trying to do is they're trying to work by their own strength rather than depending on the grace of God inside of us to throw us over the hurdle. That's why we don't go around singing, please, Lord, don't move my mountains, but give me the strength to climb. No. You can, first of all, move the mountains. If you don't feel like moving it, God will give you the grace to throw you over it. You ain't got to climb, climb the rough side of the mountain. I'm coming up. No, don't come up on the rough side of the mountain. Come on, saints, I'm talking to you now. No, 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 no. You and I are not mountain climbers. We're mountain movers. We're mountain shakers. We're mountain leapers. Are you hearing me? Because there's something in us that can get us over it. Hallelujah. And the Bible calls it exceeding grace and an indescribable gift. Y'all remember that? All right, now, I taught you on Wednesday night on a message called Well-Able. Well-Able. And uh, let's look at 2 Corinthians 8 because uh, the Macedonian church was well-able to do something. See, grace makes you well-able. Grace takes you beyond your natural ability. In 2 Corinthians 8, verse 1 through 3, it says, Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed in the churches of Macedonia. All right? That in a great trial of affliction... The abundance of their joy and their deep poverty. So they got some issues here. A great trial and deep poverty. It says, but it abounded in the riches of their liberality. It abounded in the riches of their liberality. Look at verse 3. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing. Yes, and beyond their ability. Now, remember in verse 1, what did he say God bestowed on them? Grace. So what made them able in the midst of a great trial, in the midst of deep poverty, to go beyond their ability? It was that grace. Are you hearing me? So I'm trying to get you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, please, if you grab a hold of what I'm saying to you, that what God has put on the inside of you takes you beyond your natural ability, your natural ability to do anything, your natural, natural ability to give, your natural ability to receive. Remember some years ago I taught on financial grace? It's that two-sided coin. Yeah, God, he'll give you the grace to give beyond your ability, but he'll give you the grace to receive beyond your ability. How can I receive beyond my ability? He'll let you receive beyond your paycheck. Your paycheck isn't receiving. Your paycheck is earning. I better come over here. Your paycheck is not receiving. Your paycheck is earning. I don't care if you get a raise and a promotion. It's still, you got to still earn it. But God wants to give you the grace to receive. Beyond your 40 hours. Beyond your degree. Beyond your high school diploma. Beyond your certification. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you? So when grace comes on you, grace gives you the ability to go beyond things. Everybody say, we're well able. I showed you in Numbers 13. Where, just put up verse 30 for me, please. Numbers Numbers verse 13, chapter 13 rather, in verse 30, where the Bible says here, the, the children of Israel, they had sent 12 spies into the land to go spy the land out. Ten of them came back, said, we can't do it. 
is good, but we can't do it. And Caleb comes here and says, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are what? Well able to overcome it. He said, we're well able. Now, the other folks saw giants. They saw fortified cities. They saw strong people there. And they said, we can't do it. But Caleb says, let's go up and do this right now because we are well able. Now, what is he doing? He's not looking at his own ability. He's looking at God's ability. We know we can't do it, but we, 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 we didn't get ourselves over the Red Sea. We didn't get ourselves out of Egypt. God got us out of Egypt. God got us over the Red Sea. And God is the one who will get us into this promised land. Somebody help me in here. You didn't get the last house. You didn't get the last car. You didn't get the last job. God is the one that did it. And if he did it before, he can do it again. And it doesn't matter how big this wall is, how big this adversity is, it's the same God. Chapter 14, chapter 14, verse 24, said this about Caleb. It said, but my servant, this is God talking. When he says these people, I'm, I'm going to kill them off out here. He said, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him. Something different about him. He has, some, some translation says, because he has a different attitude. He sees different. He thinks different. He's not limiting me. See, you and I will stay stuck outside of our promises if we keep looking at our ability. I told you last week, I'm going to preach you into your next house. I'm going to preach you into, into your next vehicle. I'm going to preach you into it. If, if you'll let me, if you'll let me. If, if, if you'll listen to what I say and don't just despise what I'm saying, like that's, that's just old pastor. I, I got to wait on Pastor Durbin to come say it. You ain't got to wait on Pastor Durbin to come say it. When I say it, I'm the man of God. Hallelujah. Caleb's not looking at his own ability. He's not looking at the people's ability. When you know God's hand is on you and God's hand is with you, you look at God's ability. We used to sing a song back in the day, God can do anything. Tell you, but God can do anything. But fail. Tell somebody else, God can do anything. But fail. Tell one person who looks like they need to hear this, God can do anything. He won't fail you. He won't let you down. He won't disappoint you. God can do anything. So God wants us to lean on his ability. <laughs> I grew up in the old school church. We used to sing a song, learning to lean, learning to lean. I'm learning to lean on Jesus, finding more power than I've ever dreamed. I'm learning to lean 
on Jesus. Now, we don't sing songs like that anymore. But back in the day when you, you knew you were up against all kind of opposition. All kind of obstacles. When there was overt racism. Oh, y'all don't know y'all. Y'all, y'all so young, y'all don't know anything about that. When there's overt prejudice, overt discrimination. That means out in the open. That's what overt means. Overt means out in the open. Playing in your face. We had to learn to lean on Jesus. Now everything been laid out for you. Somebody fought the fight for you, and you just walk in and you start leaning on yourself. Two keys I gave you for success. This is back five years ago. Number one, refuse to get ahead of God. Number one, refuse to get ahead of God. Remember that? I refuse to get ahead of God. And number two, I refuse to operate in my own strength. I got to trust in the grace. Remember Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound? That saved a wretch like me. How many of y'all were a wretch? Now, the rest of y'all lying. How many of y'all were a wretch? Some of y'all might even still have some wretch tendencies. But you know you are a wretch. And grace saved a wretch like you. Now, if grace is powerful enough to get you out of the club, it can get the club out of you. you off drugs. It wasn't your power. It wasn't no 12-step program. People go through 12-step program and they still 30 years saying, I'm, 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 I'm an alcoholic. 30 years. What, what you mean? Man, once grace steps in, you stop counting. Because grace did it. Grace changed my life. So I got operated in the strength of God. Look at 1 Peter 4, please. 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11. Y'all doing all right? 1 Peter 4, verse 10 and 11. I won't be before you long today. <laughs> Pastor, that's all relative. 1 Peter 4. Preacher preach too long, that just means you logos intolerant. Hallelujah. First Peter 4, verse 10 and 11. It says, as each one, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God. As each one of us has received a gift, minister to each other, to one another, as good stewards. So you and I are good stewards of what? The grace of God. The manifold grace of God. We are stewards over it. We are responsible for operating in this grace. We're stewards of it. You got it? Just like you and I are stewards of our bodies. We are stewards of finances. We are stewards of the grace of God. There's something that he has entrusted to us. 
that we are called to maintain and use. Because he tells us to minister to each other. Okay, now look at the next verse, verse 11. If anyone speaks, let him speak as oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. But in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Okay, that's all I need. That's all I need. So we'll go back here. So notice it says, as with the ability which God supplies. So we know grace then, that's how we get the definition. It's the ability which God supplies. Everybody say, it's the ability which God supplies. Notice what God supplies here. Ability. Isn't it crazy that the church has accepted that God somehow supplies disability? That when people are disabled and they say, look at how gracefully they're handling that. There are people who are on, I've seen, and it's sad to me, people who are on like this preaching circuit, this teaching lecturing circuit, inspirational messages circuit, all throughout the body of Christ, people, they got all kind of mental, uh, physical, physical rather, disabilities, and people, they, ch- they trumpet them all around the body of Christ. Look at this person, and they're still preaching the gospel, and they're still sharing things. Look at that little girl, and she's going through all that, and she's still smiling under all that. Look at all that grace. Look at what God, because this, this was God's plan for her life. Am I, am I the only one that's ever heard that? That's a lot that she was dealt. That's a lot that he was dealt. And look how gracefully he's handling it. No, this says the ability which God supplies. He does not supply disability. If there's disability, the devil's supplying disability. Any blockage to your ability, the devil's behind it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grace grace is not meant for coping. Okay? Grace is meant for overcoming. One thing you'll never see around this church is, is support groups. Church, we got breast cancer support group. Support group? No, we got a healing line. That's your support right there. Let's get you healed. Let's not teach you how to, how to deal with it. No, let's get you over it. I mean, did you ever notice Jesus' ministry, the support groups he had with him? This is the issue of blood support group we meet on every Monday, 6 30 p.m. Issue of blood. Let lady come to this. No, hey, come on, this uh, blind Bartimaeus come along. Oh, I need to receive my sight. Well, no, hey, Thursday we have a blind people support group over here. We teach you how to support. Now y'all looking at me like, like, like I'm saying something wrong. But I'm just saying you you wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's not dumb down the power of this grace that's on the inside of us. 
grace. There's enough power in you to overcome and overthrow any situation. How many of y'all believe that this morning? I'm still struggling, you know. I, I, you know, I saw this article a few weeks ago about how, you know, uh, now the black folk want to sue the uh, cigarette companies because they put this menthol, non-menthol, you know, and it, it targeted black folk with non-menthol cigarettes. That's why so many black folk that's addicted to cigarettes because they have non-menthol, and so it was easier to smoke. And that's why, that's why I'm still smoking for 20 years. You mean to tell me the same grace that took your old black soul when I say black soul, I'm not talking about the color of your skin. I'm talking about your black, blackened soul. Dipped it in red blood and washed you white as snow and can't get you off cigarettes. No, you don't want to quit. Don't get mad at me. You don't want to quit. You enjoy it. It makes, it calms your nerves. Second Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10. Second Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10. I'm talking about reigning in life here. Yes, sir. See, we're not supposed to be ruled over. No. What's happening here in 2 Corinthians 12? Paul is recounting a, the, the story, uh, uh, his own testimony about how he had been afflicted. How he was growing in revelation so much, he was getting all this abundance, manifestation in his life, and the devil sent this, this thorn to buffet him, right. a messenger just being buffeted, just being bothered. And he asked the Lord three times to remove this thorn from him. Get, get this, get this bothersome issue out of my life. And the Lord said to him in verse 9, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. So he said, Paul, man, I gave you something already. You don't need to ask me anymore. I gave you the power. Somebody shout, I got the power. Shout again, I got the power. I gave you the power already in you to deal with what you're facing. There ain't nothing the devil can put on you, in you, around you that you don't already have enough on the inside of you. For greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I've already put enough in you to overcome and overturn every situation the devil brings in your life. My grace is sufficient for you. He says, my strength is made perfect in witness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He said, man, when this stuff come on me, boy, I just like, boy, look at that. Look at that. Because here, here we go. Here we go. It's another round of me and the devil. I'm about to slice him. About to drop him. I, I, I better stop and ask you this. I better stop it because some of y'all looking at me strange. Oh, you ain't even looking at me. How long? How long? 
You're going to keep letting that bully whoop your tail. You ain't got to say nothing back to me. How long you going to let that bully control your finances? How long are you going to let that bully keep controlling your physical well-being? How long are you going to let him tell you what you can do, where you can go, what you can drive, what you can have? How long are you going to keep the frogs in the house? Somebody frogs. When Israel's in Egypt and God's bringing them out, one of the plagues God sent was frogs on Egypt. And Pharaoh finally said, okay, 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 okay. All right, all right, get, get all these frogs out of here and I'll, I'll go. And, and, and Moses said, okay, I'm, I'll come, I'll get them. You know, when, when you want me to do it? He said, okay, do it, do it tomorrow. Man, it's frogs in your greens. It's frogs in your tater salad. It's frogs in your kitchen. It's frogs in your stove. Frogs in your shower, in your bed. And you just gonna you gonna do it one more night? I'm asking you, how long are you gonna let the frogs hang out in your life until you rise up with the grace of God on the inside of you and do something about it? Hallelujah. Now, when we live by grace, God's ability, we, we reign in life. Okay? Go back to Romans 5, 17. We reign in life, and life never rules over us. God meant for you and me to reign in life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God does not mean for life to rule over us. <laughs> It's like I can read some of y'all minds. What I'm supposed to do? What I'm supposed to do? That's how, that's how y'all looked at me in the spirit. What I'm supposed to do? You know what? Nothing. Just keep doing what you're doing. Nothing. Just, just keep doing what you're doing. I'm not talking to you. I'm not, I'm not even talking to you. I'm talking to somebody who understands there's more than this. chapter of John, Jesus arrives at a place called the Pool of Bethesda. And there's a man there been lame, something like 38 years, whatever it is. And he asked this man a question, Deke. King James, I'm going to go King James on you. He says, wilt thou be made whole? New King James, do you want to be healed? Now this man been at this pool all these years trying to, but Jesus comes and says, man, do, do you want to be? Because I can't go past what you want to be. Do, do, do you want to be? Or are you content? To stay in the 
this same condition the rest of your natural life. See, that's what I'm, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm preaching, I, I, I'm in the spirit, I'm operating, but in the natural, I'm scaring the crowd. I'm looking, I'm looking for somebody who will grab hold of what I'm saying because some of y'all look like you just, just pass over and finish. I'm ready to go and get my greens. Like, like I'm not, like I'm not saying anything worth listening to. you into accepting your current condition. I'm not one of them preachers that's going to preach and say, well, you know, just, just hold on to God's unchanging hand, and one of these days it's going to be all right. That ain't me. That's down the street. You can go down the street and get all the kind of preaching all day long. Just hold on. Change coming. Man, brought on a woman, a few days are full of trouble. All of my appointed time, I'm going to wait until my change come. What? Will thou be made whole? Will thou be made rich? Will thou be made prosperous? Will thou be made happy? There's something God has deposited on the inside of us. Enough to blast you. Let me, let me ask you a question. If you got trapped in the trunk of a car, trapped in the trunk of a car with, with a screwdriver, trying to find a church of folk who just, yeah, just get mad about where you are. Just, just get mad about, about, get mad about being, being sick and tired. to the store and having to get the clearance all the time. Just get, get mad about not being able to buy premium gas when you want to buy premium gas. Get mad about only being able to walk a few steps without getting winded. Two opinions. Come on. Come on. Come 
I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Maybe I can find, just find 10 of you. Y'all got 10 to want to win, 10 to want to So I'm trying to teach you something that changed my life. Now, I, I, I need you, I need you to ex- accept me as your example. Now, I'm just going to be bold in the spirit. I need you to accept me as your example. You ain't got to like me. You don't, need, you don't need to like, I don't need you to like me. I, I still sleep at night. So I don't, I don't need you to like me. But for your sake, accept me as your example. When I'm transparent and tell you where God has brought us from. And I'm going to tell you as I always do, how it happened. Because it didn't happen with another degree. Or another job or another business or anything like that. Or when it has some super surgery and everything was made right. It happened by the grace of God. And it's still happening. By the grace of God. And this verse in Romans 5.17 revolutionized my life. For if by one man sin, death reigned through the one. Then it says, much more, those who receive the abundance of grace, the gift of righteousness, will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. When I meditated that long enough about reigning in life, Anissa, I said, wait a minute, reigning in life? I, I, I didn't know anything about reigning in life. I just thought you just dealt with life as it came to you. And you just take whatever life brings to you. And whatever hand you've been dealt, Eduardo, that's what you just deal with. And I all of a sudden saw, wait a minute, reigning in life? And then the devil slipped up and let me find the Amplified Bible. And Amplified said, reign in life as kings. I said, kings? Reign in life as, as, as a king? All of a sudden, that straightened out my little walk. All of a sudden, wait a minute. My head kind of came up a little bit. My shoulders got a little more square. My chest came out a little Wait a minute. As a king, I started seeing myself in a different perspective here. Wait a minute. I am somebody. Because this world will tell you you're nobody. Y'all better hear what I'm saying to you. If you're the wrong color, you're nobody. If you're the wrong gender, you're nobody. If you don't live in the right neighborhood, you're nobody. If you don't drive the right kind of car, you're nobody. If you don't have the right kind of education, you're nobody. 
I'm talking to all the six of y'all know right now, right? Yeah. Anytime somebody meets you, they want to know, hey, what you do? Because they're, they're going to equate your success and your significance to what you do. Not really concerned about who you are. All of a sudden, you get it in your thick skull, into your spirit, that you reign as a king, then you are a king no matter what you do. I got two amens on that one. You become a king no matter what you do. You can be stocking Walmart and be a king. You'll start stalking different. You'll start showing up different. You'll start leaving work different. See? See, that grace, that abundance of grace, raises you up beyond the normal standard of operation. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Some of you in business really need to grab a hold of what I'm saying to you. Because, see, this grace will make your business reign. Oh, man. I'm going to sit down on y'all, man. Y'all just y'all ain't grabbing nothing what I'm saying. This grace will make your business reign. Because you'll all of a sudden stand out over and above everybody else. Hallelujah. I'm going to just say hallelujah three times on that. show you this here. Let me, this, 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 this off script, but catch this. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 9 and 10. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 9 and 10. I'll, I'll, I'll finish this whole thing later. I'm, I'm trying to locate you. I'm trying to locate you. Are you in 1 Corinthians 15? 9 and 10? This is what Paul says. For I am the least of the apostles. <laughs> I'm the least. I'm the least. Lowest on the totem pole. The last of them. You read earlier in the chapter, it talks about how, how Jesus Christ, when he was raised from the dead, he was seen of 500, seen of all these people. He, he was, he was uh, seen of Cephas and all the apostles. And he says, in fact, verse 8, put up verse 8. Go back to verse 8. He said, then last of all, he was seen by me also as, as by one born out of due time. Right. In other words, Paul says, I wasn't there. I didn't see Jesus Christ when he rose again. But he appeared to me in a different way. Pulled me like a man out of time. It wasn't, it wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't even supposed to be one of them. So I'm, I'm the least... Likely to succeed. 
Those guys had to give me, a, this is Paul, those guys had to give me a right hand of fellowship to accept me in. Verse 9, for I'm the least of the apostles. You know you can be the least of all the businesses in your industry. <laughs> oh boy. You know you can be the least of all the employees on your job. Who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. I mean, I did. I was wrong. I did some, some wrong stuff. I don't even deserve to be one. I don't even deserve to be here. But. Oh, Jesus. Who, who, who gets this here? But. But. By the grace of of God, I am what I am. Y'all better catch this here. He said, I'm the least, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. By the ability, gift of God, by the enablement of God, by the power of God, I am. He made me what I am. I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. I didn't have enough education. I didn't have enough background. I didn't have enough connections. But by his grace, he made me what I am. I am what I am by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why I said I needed to accept me as your example. I'm not the most masterful orator. I don't have all the highest degrees on the wall. I don't have the jet yet. I don't have the mansion in manifestation. But baby, look where he brought me from. If you knew the story, if you knew, if you had walked with me in the beginning where he brought me from, you say, okay, okay, I can listen to you. Well, how did it happen? By the grace of God, I am what I am. So that means God's grace can make you something that you are not qualified to be. to be. You don't have enough education to be. You don't have enough, enough background to be. You don't have enough hookup to be. His grace can make you something that you were never before. That's that chica about chica. That's what God through Samuel told Saul he said, Saul, when you arrive to this hill and meet those prophets, he said, the Spirit of God is going to come upon you and you're going to be turned into another man. God can turn you into somebody you ain't never been. I said, God can turn you into somebody you ain't never been. God can make you a brand new man, a brand new creature, a brand new woman, a brand new, a brand new chef, a brand new cook, a brand new painter, a, a brand new teacher, a brand new banker, a brand new stylist. A brand, I mean, whatever you are, he can make you a brand new, whole different model of yourself. I wish I had somebody who's in here said, I'm ready to be the best. I'm ready to be the best. Say it like you mean, I'm ready to be the best. Now, some of y'all, you ain't going to say that because you're scared of the responsibility. Because best comes with responsibility. Too much is given, much is required. 
and when God raised you up, it's going to be more business. Than, and I, well, I don't really want to work that hard. When you're the best, you're going to have more business than you can shake a stick at. Now watch this, watch this, because I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you because some of y'all are scared of working too hard. He says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, which means God put this ability and I didn't waste it. How many of us are sitting on the ability God has put on the inside of us? He said it was not in vain. I didn't waste all this talent. I didn't waste all this power. I didn't waste all this creativity. I didn't waste all this wisdom. I didn't waste the grace that he put inside me. Now watch this part. But I labored more abundantly than they all. I worked harder. I outworked all of them. Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Pastor, that's probably, I, I don't want to work that hard. I don't want to outwork everybody. He said, yet not I. But the grace of God, which was in me. So the grace of God in you can make you outperform everybody around you Tell somebody around yourself, tell them, if you can have it, you can handle it. All right, y'all didn't get that. Tell somebody else, tell somebody else. If you can have it, find three other people. You got to find somebody else. They ain't get it. If you can have it, you will not be overworked. You will not be overwhelmed. The grace. How'd you get all that clientele? The grace. How'd you get all that done this year? The grace. How you get all that new stuff? The grace of God. It's the grace. And he said, the grace in you. By the grace of God, I am what I am. Say it, by the grace of God, I am what I am. It's not my power. It's not my might. But it's by God's spirit on the inside of me. By his grace, I am what I am. Now give God a shout about it today.
Every time Isaac dug, he hit water. And y'all missed that. Somebody missed a good place to shout right there. Every time Isaac dug a well in the midst of a drought, Genesis 26, he hit water. When nobody else is finding water, so much so, every time he, he dug a well, they came and stole the well. He didn't fight because he realized it wasn't just his digging. It ain't my digging. It's what's in me, baby. It's something in my life. It's something on me stealing. You can have that. I'm going to just go somewhere else. I'm going to dig. That's why Abraham didn't fight with Lot when the herdsmen got in strife. He said, Lot, pick wherever you want to go. You go left, I'm going to go right. You go right, I'm going to go left. Because God is with me. I'm prosperous not because of where I am. I'm just tell you I'm just tell just tell just tell you this. I'm just tell you this. I'm tell you this so you can go and get get deal with it. Take a few weeks to deal with it and get over it. Pastor Kim and I are not staying on this level. I'm gonna let you just process that. You can go home and deal with it, process it, and be mad. Be mad all you want to. Just be mad because when the next thing drives up or the next house we're living in or the next, just I want you to just get get all your mad out right now. Just, just deal with it now. And if you would, if you would get some sense, you'll come right on up. We're gonna go through the gates, prepare the way for the people. Now, while the gate open, don't be stupid. Partnership, partnership. Now I'm getting that man my money. No, Paul said to the Philippian church in Philippians 1, he said, You become partakers of my grace. 
He said, my partners, you share the same grace, the same power that's on me comes on you. And that's why he said in chapter 4, he said, and my God shall supply all your need according to the riches of his glory. Y'all going to help me? Tell your neighbor, you better go and get over it. Get over it. Because they're going up. They're going up. Tell them, and if you're smart, you're going up with them. How are we going to do that? Grace, baby. When you step into this grace, you can go to school and out excel, out excel everybody. I mean, you can you go to school. You know, ain't, ain't no need to be no C student in school without not with grace in you. What, Pastor? How do, how does grace work in school? You mean grace work? You you don't know God can put information. You don't, you don't know. In the thirty fifth and thirty sixth chapters of Exodus, God said, "I have put something inside." of Bezalel and Aholiab. I've given them skillful wisdom to craft all manner of arts. That means God can put science in you. He can put mathematics in you. He can put, he can put biography and geology. He can put all the biographies on the he can He can put it in you. That means you don't ever stare at a test and say, I can't do this. that's going to cost? It don't matter. Grace exceeds it. What's that going to take? It don't matter. It's, grace is going to exceed it. Well, how long is it going to take? Doesn't matter. Grace is going to exceed it. What the doctor said is this. Doesn't matter. Grace is going to exceed it. Pastor, what am I supposed to do? Open your mouth. Kings decree. Kings rule by decree. The 22nd chapter of Job, verse 28 in the King James Version says, you shall decree a thing. That's king stuff right there. King's decree. You shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you and light will shine on your ways. chapter Proverbs. Life and death, death and life, it says, are in the power of the tongue. So you're not going to die. That's why the psalmist said, I shall not die but live and declare works of the Lord. Well, the doctor said, I got six months. Doctor who? 
no, I shall not die but live. Life don't tell me when it's done. In, in the third chapter of 1 Corinthians, Paul said, all things are yours. Death and life, he said, it's yours. You don't let life tell you anything. You don't let death tell you anything. You tell it what to do. That deep, that's why, that's why, some of y'all probably get mad online. That's why our friend, Dr. Leroy, God gave him that word, money cometh to me now. And people think that's crazy. Money cometh to me now. And what happened, he do that, and people sit there like, you crazy. Every time he pour, I leave, he say, money coming to me now. I pull it right along with him. Well, that's crazy. Well, no, God used the foolish things in this world to confound the wise. That's crazy. No, you're crazy. You don't want working your fingers to the bone. Hoping that one day they retire and get a Timex. They still give watches when you retire today? Did, did you get them? What did they give you when you? They don't, they don't get nothing now. No, no, no. I'm looking at kings and queens in here. Who will never again allow life to rule you, but you want to rule in this life as kings and queens in this life. How? Grace. Grace. I want every business owner you stand up right now. Every business owner stand up. There's a grace, man, not available to you. It's in you already. I almost said available to you, and the Holy Ghost will let me say that. It's not available. It's in there. The grace is already in you. There's an ability inside you to outdo all the captains of industry. All of the leading, the leading. This is what, this, that's what Paul said. He said, I'm the least of all apostles, but I, I was out doing the leading ones. I'm, I, I outdid all of them. And it wasn't me. It was the grace of God in me. Just stretch your hands up right now, every, every business owner. Now, if you're not a business owner, I want you to just stretch your hands out towards them. Just, just anywhere around you, just... Come on, you join me in this here. Because you're not a business owner yet. In the name of Jesus, I command right now that exceeding grace that's on the inside of every one of these business owners to propel them to another place 
Make them something that they have not been before. Make them something that they have not operated in before and cause them like you blessed Isaac. When he sold and he received a hundredfold and you blessed him and every well he dug, he hit water. I command right now that everything they apply their hands to produces water, abundance of water, abundance of water. I call them abundance of water for every business owner in this place now in the name of Jesus. Make them the head, not the tail, above only and not beneath. I command multiplication of every business. I command that their workforce increases. For they shall be called ministers of the Lord. I call for the strangers who will come and stand and feed their flocks. I call for qualified, trained people who will come alongside them. Those who will come and do the things that you put in their hearts to do. God, I call forth multimillionaires in manifestation. Among these that are here, by grace, multiply and increase them, Father. I command that as your prophet. I release that as your prophet upon these, your people, right now. In the name of Jesus, more than they know what to do with. God, take them beyond what they are able but bring in those alongside that they'll be able to bear what you bring into their lives. And God, we command that blessing on them now by the authority you've given unto me. I command that blessing on them now in the name of Jesus. Now receive that now. How am I going to know you receive it? Because you walk out expecting it. <laughs> expecting it. Something's about to break. Business owners, you ought to tell each other, something's about to break, something's about to happen. Something's about to break. Something's about to break. Your business is about to shake up. Hallelujah. Now everyone stand on your feet. Now, I hope you all know this, what it's, what's happening here. I'm not talking about you, you making something happen. I'm talking about the grace making something happen for you. Yes. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Something exploding in your ministry, in your, in your business. That, that goes beyond your, your natural ability and understanding. Beyond what you can do on your own. Isaiah 60, Isaiah 61, you read those chapters and you'll see God's plan for your business to be so explosive that he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna free up your time. He's going to, that don't make any sense. More business than you know to do with it and you got more, more time. Yeah, because he's going to bring in strangers to feed your flock. What's going to happen is you're going to treat them well. You're going to pay people well. Bless them. You're going to lead them in the ways of God. <laughs> Everyone's going to see and know you're blessed. The man of God a couple weeks ago prophesied the hundredfold coming. What we do, when he prophesies, we say. We learn prophesy and say. So start speaking that over your business. The hundredfold is coming in my business. That's what, that's what Isaac got, the hundredfold in his business. The hundredfold is coming in my business. You work hard, you got, you got your stuff in place. You got your business cards, you got your brochures, you got your websites, you got all this stuff. But you need the hundredfold to kick in. The grace of God to kick in. Everyone lift your hands. Father, not only for the business owners, but for every person in this room, for every husband, every wife, I speak grace. For every parent, I speak grace. Every child, every student, Speak grace, that exceeding grace that's in us to make us what we could not ever become on our own. By the grace of God, we are who we are and we will become who you called us to be. Thank you. Thank you for, Lord, who you predestined, you also called and who you called, you also justified and who you justified, you also glorified. So, Lord, you've done all that. You've predestined us. You called us. You justified us. And according to your word, you have glorified us. And so thank you, Father, for the manifestation of that glory in our lives, that God, these, your people, shall be seen and known as the foremost people of this region in the name of Jesus, that God, our families, will be exemplary Marriages will be model marriages. Our businesses will be out front. Our ministry and our ministries will be on top. In the name of Jesus, leading the way, going through the gates for other people. And I pray, dear God, that God, 
that you would do just what your word also said, that you want to show to us the exceeding riches of your grace. Show to us the exceeding riches of your grace. Manifest in our lives the exceeding riches of your grace. And God, I pray that these your people will break out of every boundary and every stronghold that's been on the mind to keep your people from coming up and coming out and going in. God, bring us up and bring us out and take us in to what you have for us. And I pray, Father, that as we go up, it'll become like a vacuum that pulls other believers in to what you're doing so strong that even the unbelievers will be attracted and they'll want to know how, how, how. And we'll say by the grace of God we are who we are and that God, that grace comes through Jesus Christ. Use us in this world to manifest your goodness in the earth. And God, for these things, we'll give you the praise, we'll give you the glory, and we give you all the honor we pray in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree, shout amen. amen. Now give God one big help, shout of praise, and hand clap right now.